We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get, if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So, Guy provides. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 283. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Mikhail Kaplinski. You can find me at turnersparks.com. I'm on the road right now touring. Find all those dates at turnersparks.com. Also, my comedy album, Double Happiness, comes out September 30th. Order it now. You can get it now. Go to iTunes, pre-order it. It'll be in your phone or in your computer or whatever you pre-order it from on at midnight, September 30th. Midnight. It'll come out immediately. Or go to turnersparks.com, buy the CD. I'll sign it for you. And send yeah. it to you. You can get it before then or do what Kaplan's family did and get the CD and get the iTunes thing. Double order it. That way you protect yourself because, you know, uh, Apple could always go out of business. You never know. You never know. CDs are kind of, you know, you might lose it. So you got to have you got to be protected. So you always have access to this great comedy. Yeah. Album. These so. here today, gone tomorrow. Tech companies like Apple. <laughs> you never know what happens. You, you buy your CD. You buy your, your audio <laughs> digital. You're in the middle of listening. It just goes out of business. Yeah. Can happen. Uh, anyway, do all that. And Kaplan, you have something, I believe. Kaplan, yeah. you can find Kaplan on all social media platforms at Cap in America, but also go ahead, Cap. You can also find me in Cap in NYC. And uh, yeah, I'm promoting an event October 9th. I'm hosting a, uh, a little fundraiser here in Long Island City Ooh. to support Camp Happy Tales, which is a animal, a dog rescue foundation. We uh, They rescue. Uh, this is what we do in America where we don't have war zones. We rescue dogs. <laughs> And we have it. This is gonna be. It's gonna be one of those events where you, you know, sometimes you're walking down the street and you see just like dogs and people impulsively just just adopt one. 
So that's the type of thing. We're going to be those people with the dogs out. Um, oh, you're going to have all these, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, orphan dogs. Orphan dogs, rescue yeah. pups. Yep. And we're going to have some coffee. We're going to have some ice cream. We're, um, and uh, now we're can I, now I'm prizes. speaking for the people here. I'm yeah, speaking yes. for the people, the listeners. Can I get the coffee and ice cream, but no, skip the dog. You don't have to, but you could, there's going to be some raffles. So if you enter the raffles, you're supporting the charity that way. The oh, good. So, so you don't have to take a dog. It's not a, you know, it's not a mandatory. Okay. But they're going to be cute. So, and all listeners, I want to see, I uh, like to merge the lost in America with my real estate, burgeoning real estate career. Well, so you skipped all you said listeners. you're capping NYC, but you didn't explain what that means. Oh, well, that's because I, that's my real estate Instagram handle that we're still building up. He's so. selling real estate. <laughs> I mean, selling real worldwide, estate. by the way. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you're looking for real estate right now in, uh, Crimea, you know, if you're Ukrainian can, and you're saying, you hey, get, we're going to be a good back time to soon. buy there. Prices yeah. are low, I've heard. It's a good time to buy. Russians are selling because they're going, <laughs> we're, we're out of here soon. Yeah. So they're selling. Kaplan can connect you. Yeah. So, yeah. So come, but lost. I know we've got some listeners in New York area who might be interested. If, even if you're not interested in real estate, come for the pups and come. Now, where hi. is this again? So it's going to be, um, uh, it's, well, I guess we'll put the address maybe in the notes or something, but it's going to be in Long Island City at Adam and Ellie's, which is right on the waterfront, right on Hunter's. Hunters Point South Park, as you know. Ooh, Hunters man, Point that's all you have South. To say. Our people yeah, know. So Hunters it's right Point by South. where the ferry stop comes in. Uh, the Hunters Point ferry stop. And what's the date? Day. And it's October 9th at 2 p.m. October 9th, 2022. Thanks for I forgot that. So yeah, we'll they get- could be listening to this anytime. So 2022. <laughs> that's great. People, besides if you wanna now we're talking this week. We didn't even mention it. We didn't even uh, uh bring it in, but we were talking about uh Ukraine, the uh Putin's um, on his back foot currently, he just got beat up in the northeastern region of Ukraine. His his army got beat up. His army got beat up. They're retreating. Um, and we're going to find out the update from our good friend Misha Kalin coming in in just a minute straight from Kiev. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get to that, Kaplan, patreon.com slash lost in America. That is the way you support this podcast. We talk about it every single week, but I just want to give a shout out to some of the people who are supporting us through Patreon. Yes. The great shout Will Prechuck. The great Will Prechuck. $40 a month this man has, is p- contributing to this show so we can keep the lights on. Shout out to him. Here's what, you, here's what we do for our Patreon subscribers. I was standing outside a comedy club two weeks ago in New York City. I was about to go on walking down the street. None other than the great Will Prechuck. Just walking by. Walking by. He goes, Turner, what's up? I said, Will Prechuck, what's going on? He <laughs> I says, I'm doing a comedy show. And I said, hey, you're throwing us 40 bucks a month. Do you want to just come in and watch? He goes, yeah, I got Preach. nothing going on. He came in and watched the show. The club let him come in for free. They go, you're friends with Turner. We're not going to charge you. Just go in and watch. He watched the whole show. How about that? Oh, wow. That's some good timing. That's sure what we do for stalking. our people. Dennis Owens, $32.02 every single month. Gary Sparks, my father, $30 a month. We got Drew Freilich, shout out. David Sabin, shout out. Charles Sutherland, Miller Zerfast, the great Miller. Robin yeah. Chambers, Sam Michael, Sugar Brady, of course, Tug. Aaron Welch out there in California, Alex Nyleen Conway, Audrey Murray, the greats, all the greats. Anyway, join them. Go to patreon.com slash lost in America. It only takes $5 a month to get bonus episodes of me and Kaplan doing our full throttle comedy podcast live from the bunker. But feel free to go up to 40 like Will Prechuck, whatever you want. $32.02, $32.03, whatever you like. But there's some good people. You want to join that list. That's a good group of people you want to be part of. You want to join that list? $31 for Halloween. How about that? That's a good October number to get. For my birthday. It's your birth for Kaplan's birthday. Excuse Uh, me, Kaplan. Now, today we're talking about uh, Ukraine. We're updating on the war. uh, Excuse me, the special military operation as uh, Putin. He hasn't. Putin has not declared war yet. That's a big uh, we're wondering. And as we were about to go to air today, new news came out that Putin got beat up the last couple of weeks in Ukraine. And so yeah. now he's mobilized, I think, 300,000 new troops to he's, go into Ukraine. But he also it, it's I, their military reserves. So it's not a draft. He's taking reserves. Right. Yeah, it's not a draft yet. We're it's not a draft that way. yet. But you just gave me this news. He's canceled. He's he's made it illegal for people between the ages of 18 and 65 to fly out of the country. 
Well, well, no. Uh, here's what's great. It's Russian men, 18 to 65, because he might be desperate for soldiers, but he'll be damned if he lets a woman fight. That's <laughs> so true. Just, he would rather have a men. 65-year-old Russian man. <laughs> oh, man. Who, Isn't by the, the way, thing they, wrong with him? they age like milk yeah. over there. If you're 65, <laughs> yeah. they've been drinking vodka their whole life. These people are 95. I mean, every 18-year-old Russian woman, 18 to 25-year-old Russian women, I think are much from what I've seen, much fitter than a 64-year-old my, my parents are in their early 70s. Half of their <laughs> friends are breaking their hips. They they open the refrigerator the wrong way. They get a broken hip. <laughs> so these guys are going to so go maybe, trudging through the Ukrainian winter, yeah. holding a, carrying yeah. a gun? I don't think it's going to work so, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And, and also, they have, as you mentioned to me, they have borders. So these guys can't fly out of the country, but they could leave the country by oh, They have land plenty borders, so. of land borders. <laughs> they as can walk know. to Alaska. Last time I heard from uh, the governor of Alaska, <laughs> right? A little, they just need a little bit of a raft. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we have New Misha migrants. back to update us on what's going on with the war. Yeah. But I want to start, Misha, welcome to the show. Everybody follow Misha on Instagram. Do it right now at... Uh, Misha underscore Kalen underscore standup. That is M-I-S-H-A underscore K-A-L-H-I-N underscore standup. Follow him now. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for following Misha. Uh, Misha, how you doing? I want to start with you. How are you doing? I know there's some updates out of you. So you are, let's give everyone, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes with Misha, Misha's originally from Belarus. He and I met living in China together. He moved back to Belarus a few years ago and then um, moved to Ukraine and now uh, is based there in Kiev. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for having me uh, back on the show. Uh, it's good to see you, Turner. Good to see you, Michael. Great I'm doing you. great. Yeah, uh, even though there is a uh, war going on. But uh, as you said, uh, last couple of weeks, uh, Ukraine's been doing really well. And uh, Russia, conversely, hasn't been doing well. And that's why uh, Putin basically this morning um, announced about the partial uh, mobilization. But uh, the way it's uh, worded, the way it's formulated, it's kind of open ended. And they uh, essentially, uh, if they uh, get more than 300,000 people, who's going to know? How are you going to control it? You know? Mm -hmm. So this is just another one of these things where uh, Putin says something and it's a lie. And this is like the recent, uh, I guess, I guess it's just new to people that, uh, you know, politicians on such a high level can just blatantly lie, you know, and we just have to get used to it over and over again, man. So you're saying that you don't think that these 300,000 people, it's going to manifest. They're not going to go. They're not going to send 300,000 new people to war. He's just using the words. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that. uh, Well, first of all, uh, I'm just looking at the progression. Like at first it wasn't a war. uh, uh, Right. It's the special operation. But uh, if it's an operation, why do you need to mobilize uh, additional uh, army, right? Uh, what yeah. does it mean? I mean? He said what? Uh, they lost how many? Like 5,000 or something like that, right? I mean, if it's 5,000 and you sent hundreds of thousands already to Ukraine, why do you need 300,000 more? That's a good point. Yeah, you think that the the remaining 95% would be doing okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I'm, you know, I, I'm... Uh, I'm kind of uh, under the impression that uh, their losses are actually way higher than even uh, even one uh, what uh, Ukraine is saying. What and is Ukraine so th- saying? Uh, I think it's uh, over fifty now. Something 50, like 000, fifty somewhere like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think bigger a bigger because uh, it was an embarrassment nation I mean, worldwide that they lost. So two, I think September between September 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, kind of in that range this year, um, they lost Russia lost 8,000 square kilometers of land that they Russia, uh, Ukraine reclaimed the land. So it's over 3000 square miles. So it's like a few Northeastern United States states combined. They lost in a matter of two or three days. So, right. And that's and it took the embarrassment. Right. They were gaining that land, you know, like five kilometers or two kilometers yeah. at a time. And then they lost like, it yeah. in a week. 
Well, they lost it in a week. Yeah, as you were about to say, it took them months to get it. And then they mm-hmm. lost it in about a matter of a week. How did they how did they lose it so quickly? I mean, you I, I guess the root cause is the systemic uh, problem of the Russian army. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, and that's it. It explains all the flaws and all the terrible things that are going on right now. Uh, for instance, uh, I mean, why did they, uh, why did uh, Ukrainian troops just, uh, how did they manage to go so quickly? It's yeah. because uh, uh, when uh, Russian generals reported that uh, this part of the front is uh, uh, protected by the Russian troops, you know, by 100% of the regiment or something like that, it was in reality just 40%. And honestly, 40 or 50 or 60, that, that would have been enough. But they're so corrupt and they steal so much that they start stealing more and more and more. And it's probably more likely that it was like something like 20 or 10 percent. Right. So they start uh, the corruption is so rampant and people uh, steal uh, in such uh, great quantities. And it's just notorious when you look at how much. Uh, is found at the the uh, the regular sort of police uh, or military uh, official, you know, not even the highest level. Uh, we're talking billions of dollars, you know, just insane amounts. Uh, nothing like a, an official in Europe, you know, or uh, nothing like that. It's just on a whole different level. And, uh, uh, you know, since uh, the army is corrupt, uh, it just pops up in different uh, ways, right? Like in, in this case, uh, the front was not as protected as they claimed that it was. Uh, Putin is probably getting news that everything is going well, right? The propaganda is uh, saying that they're killing Ukrainians left and right. So the impression that Putin and Kremlin uh, gets that everything is going, I mean, it's tough, but it's going okay, right? Uh, but the reality is way worse. And uh, he's spent so many years, you know, over, you know, 26 years uh, creating this bubble where all the feedback that he gets is positive. And he he doesn't log on the Internet and he doesn't Google like, you know, <laughs> how's Putin doing, right? How's he's Putin on Twitter. He's yeah. Scrolling. All night. And that's, and that's crazy, polls. you know. Yeah. And apparently that's what we realize uh, in the 21st century. You just need a president who can use Twitter. We, and that hey, kinda, we had one. He yeah. was great. At it. <laughs> <laughs> and Careful. we let him go. <laughs> and we let him go. We blew it. It's, yeah. It is He's true because if anyone gives back. Putin bad news, they fall out of a, a hospital window. Right. You're dead within a few days. That seems to be happening a lot the past few past. So week, no one wants way. to give him bad news. So it seems like that this front that the reason why it happened in two or three days is because they were just guarding the border, but there was no backup at the there was no like the Russian troops were guarding the new border of their occupied territory, but there was no one behind them 10 miles and no one behind those people 10 miles. So once you busted through the border, it was just open season. You had the whole place. Right. Right. But the generals would report to Putin that everything is protected and that they have enough yeah. uh, to uh, hold the territories that they've captured. Yeah. And so now what about you? I know you're in Kiev. Uh, it seems like now more than ever, from what we can tell, the war is very far away from where you are. Does it feel far away or does it still feel close? Yeah, uh, It feels close uh, because... Because we still get uh, these uh, uh, like air raid sirens once in a while and like uh, uh, things like that. Uh, So you feel it a little bit, but uh, the city doesn't look as militarized. So they kind of took down a bunch of of those uh, blog posts. Right. And um, uh, I guess, uh, you know, the major changes that I see is, uh, I mean, Everybody, all of my friends have switched from uh, Russian in everyday life to Ukrainian. So in like social issues, imagine just like millions of people switching to a a language at the same at the same time. They always spoke both, but they just changed what they chose to. Well, yeah. Or in normal life, they spoke Russian. They just switched to Ukrainian, you know, and 
in the stand-up community, essentially 99% of, uh, of the people uh, switched to Ukrainian. So that, you know, created a huge shift because there was a lot of uh, Russian uh, language media uh, and lots of comedians were speaking Russian and it wasn't a big deal. Like everybody... You speak Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah I speak Russian, of course, yeah. But you don't uh, speak Ukrainian. So, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I've been kind of learning uh, and I've... Uh, I've done a few sets now in Ukrainian. Oh, wow. Actually, uh, yeah. I mean, here's the crazy thing, uh, right? I mean, Turner said we lived in uh, China, but after China, I actually didn't move to Belarus. I actually lived in Ukraine for two years, you know, yeah. in Lviv, which is, uh, uh, in Lviv historically was way more uh, Ukrainian speaking than Kiev, right? Uh, so, uh when I was in Lviv, it felt like 70% of uh, people were Ukrainian speaking and uh, 30% uh, Russian speakers. In Kiev at that time, it was uh, reverse, right? Okay. Uh, and is that, were people speaking Russian just because it was like the cosmopolitan language? Or why was, why were Ukrainian people? Uh, I mean, if I, if I say that, if I just agree with you, I, you know, I might get executed. You know, you just... <laughs> oh. And say things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's essentially the most sensitive topic right now. Oh, you know, and okay. I I can get into the history of things and okay. like Soviet Union. But you can imagine that, you know, Soviet Union was the reason. And just let's leave it at that. God, because okay. the Soviet Union, everyone had to learn Russian. Yeah, exactly. So they also spoke Ukrainian maybe uh, in the home, but they okay. didn't. Okay. When they let out, when they went out in public, they spoke Russian. Yeah, yeah. Guess, the, the, kind of thing. main theme is that uh, Soviet Union was in forcing Russian language on uh, all the republics, right. you know, like Belarus uh, and Ukraine. But it's way more complex than that. Uh, okay. But but even once no problem, over, people, much, yeah. yeah, right. So you don't have to go too far into it. <laughs> it's a very sensitive thing now because, uh, I, I mean, uh, I'm going to try to paint a picture uh, a little bit, right? I mean, the whole thing with languages, that was uh, part of the reason uh, why uh Russia at least claims the war started, you know, and even back in uh, 2014, because they were always saying that they're protecting the Russian world, right? The Russian speaking part of the world, which meant, uh, you know, a part the eastern part of uh, Russia, uh, I mean, Ukraine, the eastern part of Ukraine that uh, spoke Russian. Okay, so uh, back in 2014, we had, a, you know, even way more people speaking Russian in eastern Ukraine. Okay, yep. and uh, Russia kind of used that as a, uh, hey, look at us, right. we're the uh, protectors of the Russian speaking world. But nobody really needed that protection. You know, it's a weird thing. I speak Russian. But I don't feel I never felt threatened, you know, By the way, that right? would be like Spain saying we're protecting Mexico because they're a yeah. Spanish speaking world. But right. they gave you this language and now we're it's making, like it's England England doing it people. to us. We're protecting America. Yeah. We're, we're imagine like we lived in China. Right. And that was, uh, you know, I was a Russian speaker in China. Imagine I had a thug uh, just walking around with me and he would just beat people up. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. This is a, a perfect analogy. You know, a, a thug comes up and start beating people up uh, and says like, hey, uh, I'm protecting Misha. And I go like, hey, you don't need to protect me. I'm fine. He goes, no, 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 no. They were making fun of you for speaking Russian. I'm going to kill them. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, 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 don't do it. Right? It's like one of those things. And uh, so they just kind of got it in their head that, you know, Russianness is some kind of sacred thing and they had to protect it. And all this Russianness is in Ukraine, and that's the good part of Ukraine. But they also have this Nazi part in them, and the Nazi <laughs> part is bad. But yeah. we're just going to cut out the Nazi part and leave the uh, the good Ukraine. Yeah, that's kind of how we view it. And the good Ukraine is the Russian-speaking Ukraine. But of course, they have their Ukrainian little uh, funny little language that they have. Okay, mm. that's the right. So that's how they marginalize it. That's the imperialist sort of. A view of Ukraine, and it's uh, that's 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 the whole point of the war and everything. That's the whole point of the 21st century, man. Like that's you know just a breaking down of another empire and new nations uh, appearing uh, on yep. this landscape. So so now everyone feels like it's important as a, a message, but also as a way of life to say, hey, we speak Ukrainian, so we're going to start speaking our own yeah. language. 
enough yeah, of that. Yeah. And then that's forced yeah. you to try to learn. Now you have to learn a new language and do stand up in a new language that you're learning, which is difficult to do. Exactly. Yeah. But, but honestly, when you hear of, uh, I was always the person who would say uh, language is a tool. Yeah. But now it's more apparent to me. Exactly. It's a tool and it's a tool to tell Putin to fuck off, you know, mm-hmm. well, of course I'll learn it, you know, and plus it's, it's just not even that hard. So right? when you're I mean, in public, do you make sure you do not speak Russian? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, basically, here's what I do. I try to use as much Ukrainian as I can just to kind of show people, hey, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on your side. Yeah. Right. When I open up, uh, when I'm on stage, first thing I say is like, hey, I'm Belarusian, but don't worry. And I make a joke. All right. Okay. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's weird and it doesn't sure. feel good, man. Uh, but it, it sucks to be Belarusian in Kiev. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, I mean, first of all, uh, my rights are limited. You know, my bank accounts uh, are still frozen. All Belarusians, uh, everything is like suspended. All the activity that you had, all your businesses or everything, uh, all of that is Ill- illegal almost. You go to the bank, people look at you weird. You know, I'm not going to say that uh, the attitude towards uh, Belarusians has changed. I mean, it's it sucks. Like I basically decided for myself that I have to either leave the country or join the Belarusian uh, regiment. Okay, so tell us about that. But it's and yeah. it, it sucks because they're suspicious of you or they're just they just don't like Belarusians. So they find out you're Belarusian. They don't like well, no, no, no. It's basically uh, Belarus uh, is involved in this war. How? Uh, basically, Putin is not asking for permission to use uh, Lukashenko's uh, territory, right? Yep. He just yep. goes in and he says, hey, we're going to launch missiles from, uh, from this territory. Uh, so in that extent, Belarus has been involved, right? And also Belarusian troops, I don't know how many of them, and if they... I mean, it doesn't look like they have actually physically entered. But I remember in the beginning, it looked like they were in the area or something like that. So I don't know the exact uh, degree of uh, Belarusian involvement, but it's definitely not good. Right. And and bank accounts are still you still can't like, how do you get money then if you still. Yeah, exactly. Like I have to work around it, man. Hmm. It sucks. Yeah. 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 I can't. I, I forgot what it's like to like press your phone against something and it goes boop, and you bought some stock. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you yeah, have money, money, but it's just frozen somewhere else. You can't get it till you leave the country. Well, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it sucks. For instance, uh, you know, I would still work. And uh, last time I got paid, uh, and that was the the best scenario possible. So basically, the guy gave me cash, U.S. dollars, uh, in cash. And then I exchanged them uh, at the market rate, which was uh, like almost 41 uh, hryvna for a dollar, right? If he, before that, he would do a a wire uh, transfer to like a person that I trust, Mm -hmm. but the exchange rate was like uh, 36. So you lose a significant um, percentage of that, you know? And it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So I would would have to deal with all of that stuff. and plus, uh, now when you're looking for a job, uh, everybody start, uh, asks you, like, if you speak Ukrainian, you know, that's that never used to be a question, mm. uh, especially if you speak English. Now it's almost uh, one of the f- first thing they um, ask. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. And uh, I don't know. I deal I with these things. You know, yeah, you know, we do stand up, right? So for me, uh, these types of things, uh, let's say they're not as stressful as some hecklers, for instance. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it seriously, but I can see how it would stress a lot of people out that are not used to that type of thing, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so now your options are leave the country or join the it's a Belarusian. T- tell us about the Belarusian military yeah. type thing you're talking about. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, I'm, I just met a couple of guys from there, you know, and I think I can talk about it because uh, the guys that are. The guys that are in it, uh, they also do like record stuff on YouTube and everything. So I think okay. it's, uh, it's fun. like just I can. Say, what is uh, it to start? Uh, 
Uh, I mean, it's uh, the Belarusian regiment uh, inside the uh, Ukrainian army. So it's a group of Belarusians fighting on behalf of the Ukrainian army against the uh, Russian invasion. Exactly. Wow. And you're thinking of joining? Yeah, actually, uh, I've met uh, two people from there and they happen to be. It's weird because they're all Belarusians and I was weirdly connected to both of them. Uh, They're like friends of friends uh, back home. And uh, yeah, I've learned uh, about it and I've learned that it's not because uh, you get an impression that, uh, oh, you just get a, you know, a weapon and they send you to the front lines. But they can train actually, you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, tra- they give you a little bit of training. Well, uh, yeah, they actually train you a lot. You can, uh, you know, learn a lot. There's a lot of things that I can get involved in, utilize my previous uh, experience because I've worked with like security companies that uh, you know do that does things with like cameras and drones and things like that uh, so yeah there's there's a lot of startups that you can do and kind of not necessarily be uh, fighting although oh, okay you know they teach you they teach you lots of uh, skills. Uh, but uh, the way they kind of uh, described it, that there's several uh, levels, right? Yeah, you don't go to the uh, to the very very front lines, but you go to like this third meridian or something, the, the third line, you know. And uh, I mean, it's still dangerous, but apparently it's not as dangerous. And what but, would uh, so you might, so you might be doing anything? You might be like a line cook, or you might be playing the bugle, packing lunches, or you sure. it could be anything. And then would that gain you citizenship to you to Ukraine, like Ukrainian yeah, citizen? Or what would that count? Not, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, the, basically, you can get your bank account back and lots oh. of other things. Uh, yeah, so you regain your freedoms for sure, your civil freedoms. Maybe not right away in term uh, the citizenship thing, not right away. But honestly, yeah, I'm sure it's uh, it's pretty simple, especially for, I mean, I'm on my way to learning the language anyway. But basically, yeah, oh, if you learn the language and uh, pass the exam, language and the history exam, uh, you can get uh, Ukrainian citizenship. I see. Uh, Lukashenko called this unit a bunch of crazed, crazed citizens. So Yeah, dude, but... Uh, the way I see it is it's the basis of Belarusian army of the free Belarus, you know, so they should be really worried about uh, this uh, regiment. Right, because right, you come home, like, once you're trained, yeah, you turn around exactly. and we're going to go there. And uh, those, you know, Lukashenko's friends who were so uh, powerful back in 2020, now they'll uh, have to fight the 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 real shit you know people with the experience you know and we'll, we'll see who wins uh, that fight misha are you writing all this it? down because i feel yeah. like this is like you're didn't hemingway like this is like a novel you know like hemingway so, fought so he does this podcast we chronicle it yeah that's true you gotta <laughs> like, hemingway did fight he was like driving it but he was like driving uh ambulances oh and, that's true well you could get as close yeah he got injured though pretty badly so you know yeah then uh, uh, they uh, met a lovely nurse and fell in love. So <laughs> your whole thing. Actually, when all of this is going on, uh, it's it's hard to write. I am uh, writing some things, mo- mostly stand up. It kind of you know how it is. You, yeah. You know Are you performing regularly, stand up? Yeah. 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 And you can go. Does it feel safe to travel around the country? Like the the obviously the not the Russian occupied territories, but the other parts of the country? Well, uh, listen, as a Belarusian, I try not to do much because everything just requires extra extra scrutiny. Uh, I try not to. I mean, I've been checked at the blog posts uh, or checkpoints or whatever you call them, uh, right? Um, I don't know, more than 10 times, but it's never a, a pleasant thing, you know? I, uh, I was re- recently searched just on my floor just because the cops were, the, you know, they came three cops with the machine guns came to my neighbor's uh, place. And I was just going to and uh, to, to the store and then they just search you just in case because everybody's suspicious, you know? Yeah. Are there a, 
A lot uh, of is there is there a lot of Russians who infiltrate or like what's well that? not what anymore, uh, right. but uh, yeah the uh, Telegram uh, groups that I see there's definitely you know you, you get news of any kind uh, on a daily basis. Some dude you know was I don't know blew up a grenade uh, in in his apartment. Some grandma was sending coordinates of uh, some. Uh, buildings to to the russians you know you, you get that, uh, these type of news uh, every yeah. day all right we got to take a break but when we get back right. i want to find out what's the goal uh on the ukrainian side for the war this is uh but before we do that kaplan we are part of the world's smartest podcast network that is you and i right here lost in america that is the political orphanage with andrew heaton i want to specifically promote an episode he did last week i believe it's fantastic it's an entire hour when everybody was talking about the queen, he said, you know what? Counter programming. He did an hour. He did a ton of research to do this. He did an hour episode about what the world would be like if nuclear war broke out. Like what actually would happen? Where would these how many people would die? It's insane. It's like, well, the people who would die, the, the people who got nuked in the country would die. But then the the radiation and everything would go into the air and then would eventually spread throughout the world and people would die worldwide because of it. It's insane. Go to Political Orphanage uh, Podcast with Andrew Heaton and majoring in everything with Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. Misha, I think maybe knows Andrea from out in China when we all used to live there. She has a great podcast. M number one reason why it's great is because I am the guest this week, everybody. More of me. Go get more done. of me talking <laughs> about our more. time in China, talking about Mr. Softy Trucks I used to run there, and my new album, Double Happiness. Uh, now, Kaplan. Yes. A word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, sponsors. We love all of you. Now, everyone. Uh, Misha, what is the because I saw that now that Ukraine is almost like on the offensive here, at least taking back part of their own country. I what's what's the end goal here? I, is, is it to take all the way back Crimea or what, what is it? Uh, Russia's defeat. OK, looks. Yeah. And they, that I mean, if they give up before they give up Crimea, that's great. If it means that they have to capture Crimea, destroy that bridge, and, and I don't know, maybe go into Russia and start bombing uh, Belgorod or some other Russian cities. Honestly, whatever it takes. But yeah, just it's for Russia's Russia defeat is the ultimate because the original it's question in the first that. couple months, it was like, well, what would it take for Ukraine to surrender? But now the question is the other way. It's what would it take for Russia to surrender? I think like, I don't know if Putin's going to, he'll never surrender because he would go straight to the Hague. He would go, he's a war criminal. He would be killed. Well, he's not surrendering. Right. He's still in charge of Russia. Right. Not, well, yeah. well, well so, that is the problem. Uh, yeah. but, but we don't want the situation to become, uh, see, it, it looks very much like uh, the First World War, right? When, uh, <laughs> I, I guess what I'm trying to say, we, we have to make sure Russia is uh, defeated completely so they right. uh, just regroup and come back. Yeah. Yes. Right? Well, we can't have another Versailles Treaty, you know, and then just kind of impose these like terrible uh sanctions on them you know uh heat up all this like anger and bitter i don't know i don't know what we can do with russia but we have to make it good again you know i mean it's rotten from the inside we need to like dissect them uh, get all the rotten stuff out and maybe uh let them heal but it's a it's a rotten it's a sick nation and it needs to it, it's it's a nation that hasn't really churned much you know so it's kind of became this stinky swamp yes. and i know the problem in, is though that a completely different way uh, you know americans use swamp uh differently but this is a different type of swamp not a compliment for when we use it either drain the but swamp we, i think he's we drain the swamp yeah, but, but no, in uh, Germany though, in the in 1918 was the, the difference though is they don't really have any resources. Whereas Russia, the big problem here is Russia's basically going to starve Europe for gas this entire winter. Has basically been telegraphed and 
just Putin's going to make everyone suffer. And then I'm just curious how Europe deals with that, starting putting pressure on Ukraine again to surrender or, or not surrender, but make a deal that allows Putin to save face. But because I would think it, it, like before this, these this latest uh, what just happened that Ukraine's might get worn down. But I would imagine the morale shift that must be. Have you noticed like people are just did they change their? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I saw it change early on and it just ha- hasn't subsided. Uh, it is just, it hasn't subsided. It's just, it's gotten stronger. So I feel like uh, the drive to uh, victory, you know, and uh, not just uh, have baked victory, you know, that that's a very crucial point. You know, we can just stop halfway and accept some kind of uh, peace treaty, you know, and especially peace treaty in any kind of on Putin's terms. You cannot accept anything on their terms. They have proven uh, time and time again that they're bullies and they lie. Yeah. And um, any uh, deal, he'll make it seem like a win. Yeah. Yeah. You do what you got to do. You get off their gas. If it means that you're going to starve or you're going to be cold this winter, fuck it. You know, you got to do it. You know? Yeah. I think it's going to be a cold winter for Europe. (laughs) It's a sad thing because it's... And I guarantee you won't be. Okay. Because people there, it's a civilized place they have money yeah it's just going to be expensive but they're going to be more it's fine man it's happening do you really think they're just gonna like in luxembourg turn off everyone's gas no but i was reading like the way they're gonna no but not luxembourg but like italy for instance they they were estimating that like they're gonna have like a massive recession as a result of it like i mean italy and because they're not as rich as you think these countries if it gets to 85 degrees like half the country dies i mean we're talking (laughs) i'm talking (laughs) civilized countries all right. I mean, like, it's not going to affect every country in Europe, but some countries in Europe are going to get hit pretty hard. It's going to, because he's, I mean, they rely, they're too reliant on Russia. It's a good lesson, though. Maybe it's as bad as it sounds that next year, not, you know, in the future, alternative energy, nuclear power, whatever. It, even we, America's got natural gas. We can sell it to you, but uh, they got I mean, they'll find a way. I mean, think about how Russians uh, are living in some areas. They don't even have that. They're, they're the gas that Russia produces. Uh, they don't even send it to their own villages yeah. and their their own cities. Like it's it's insane. Well, they're a lower so bar, it, so they don't they don't they can't have yeah, as much of a recession because they're already low. Yeah. yeah. So Europe will never uh, get to the level of Russia in terms of uh, coldness of winters. You know, their winters are going to be fine. Yeah. Nobody's going to. People are soft, though, as Turner just said. <laughs> the people are soft. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the problem. Misha, let me make a yeah, statement. Let me make a statement and tell me if this is correct. Here's the statement. Is that the war from Ukraine's side, the war does not end until Crimea returns, all of the currently occupied regions return to Ukraine, um, and Putin goes to the Hague, becomes a war criminal. Putin's regime changes. He leaves. He's done. Is that correct? Would that be the goal? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's not but the Putin like, regime change thing is a that's another conversation. Putin can that's, also that's die. The same conversation. You know? Yeah, but I mean yeah. that has to come from within. Like Ukraine's not go marching into into Russia to kill Putin. Why not? Maybe they are. They might. I mean, I, that would be very impressive. <laughs> it's one thing to, but, to hold. No, no, no. The, but I Russia still Zelensky, holds one fifth of their country. It's a long way to go. Stop. To, stop to, stop to, for a second. I've heard Zelensky say as much. That's why I'm asking. He said, we're I mean, not allowing them to surrender with Putin still in office. I'm pretty sure I heard that. I, this could be fake news. I could be making this up, but I think I heard Did he that. say that he wouldn't they wouldn't allow them to. Sur- I mean, if they left all their territory. Right. I mean, no, I think they want Putin out. I'm sure they, of course, we all want Putin out. I'm no, just you saying, seem I can't to not. You would, seem fine with Putin. We definitely want him out. But I just don't think that's the uh, that's not going to be the goal of the world because they know it's not realistic. That's just I, I think mean, they understand that it's basically if. Uh, Putin loses this war, it means he's out. Those two things are like from within, though. Like but someone's got Kaplan's saying he envisions a world where Putin loses the war but stays in power, right? No, he, Putin's- he he stay uh, he staked everything on this war. Uh, he, I, I don't know why he didn't have to do it. Yeah, you know he, he sure. He, I mean, his reputation is damaged so uh, severely that. There's no turning back for him. This is this is it for him. Uh, so he either need, needs to miraculously win 
and regain his magical uh, status or he just needs to uh, perish, you know, and I don't think he can uh, recover from that. Well, everybody so, worries about the new question when this comes up. And I always quote you, everybody I talked to about this and they say about the Russia nukes, I'm nervous about nukes. And I say, those nukes don't work. I have it on good authority. You're well, my authority. <laughs> right. Again, we're going back to what we started with, right? Is the corruption of uh, the Russian army. You cannot imagine it. It's uh, it's way more than we can imagine. You know, they say, hey, we got the uh, front covered. It's 100 uh, percent. No Ukrainian can um, even no Ukrainian mosquito can uh, fly over the border. And then, boom. Uh, they they gain what six thousand square kilometers of land in in less than a week. Uh, how did they do it? Because of in in Russian they have a word for it. They call it kufta, uh, which just means a, a bullshit in a sense that it just made up numbers. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the basis of the Russian economy of Russian everything. You know what's on paper. And uh, what's uh, reality, just two completely different things. And uh, we might think like, yeah, yeah, of course, everybody steals. It's some kind of a small percentage, but no, um, it's way more serious. It's a systemic problem. So when we talk about, uh, I mean, we've seen already in this war that they use some kind of uh, just old and just rusted and, uh, uh, you know, machinery and also uh rockets that uh, that is just in red it says do not use it's uh, i saw like this a, thing that i was talking to her about it they're showing footage in the foot in 1989 it was like the date some of these guns were built and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so we saw like expired and uh and it blows up literally soviet union yeah. right and uh People are in disbelief they say like how can this happen in a, a military organization but it, it's it's just so you're how saying it is. That yes, they have these nukes, but these nukes won't fire. They're they're faulty. They're too old. Dust. They're rusty. Yeah, they're dusty. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go up and the smoke. Nothing's gonna happen. Nobody remembers how to which crank it's to so, pull. Did Andrew Heaton pull? He didn't factor that into his show? <laughs> the button doesn't even work anymore. It's been yeah. rewired. Yeah, the button just are, turns are on the toaster. Stuck. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, think about it. There's like seven people. Uh, it's just impossible. On the third one, they're just going to break something. Break so you have zero in. fear of being nuked. Because I think Putin and brought it up again fear. today. He said that he's nuclear war is not off the table, which I mean, there's no way for him to ensure his own personal death quicker than to just go off and nuke somebody. He'd be gone well, immediately. I I mean, I also believe that assuming uh, our news work intelligence from all over the world is uh, looking from satellites and they know where Putin's uh, well, bunker is and everything. That's a good point. One thing I wanted to bring up is that our our U.S. intelligence and I think world intelligence, it's now all pumping information at a pretty rapid rate and pretty consistently into Ukrainian military. So. I think this is my estimation. I haven't read this anywhere, but a big reason why they were so confident going into that northern region to reclaim the land. I'm sure they could see from satellite images. There's no backup line here with the Russian militaries guarding the border, but no one's behind them. No one's behind those other people. They're getting the intelligence. Hey, they, they know what's going on at all times. I've heard similar things and uh, we will we will learn a lot more about it after the war. But what yeah. you're saying is. Uh, is very accurate. And uh, I've also heard this, that uh, the sites where they have the nuclear weapons, they're also known and they uh, are being more monitored. So if we see some kind of developments in, in that area, it's uh, you can you can strike that area and it will be an equivalent of a like a dirty bomb. So yeah. there will be like a small nuclear explosion, but definitely uh, not... Uh, on the same scale as if it hit an actual city or, or something like that. So it can be prevented. So uh, basically several degrees. This is why I'm confident, right? I'm, I'm not. I'm just persuading myself. But I'm yeah. thinking probably not going to work. It's all rusted, right? Uh, they're all idiots. You know, they're all corrupt. And... Uh, the great uh, intelligence is watching over the uh, nuclear sites. And when uh, people start running around, they'll just, you know, strike that area and boom. I mean, I think it's you can't underestimate uh, the or overestimate, whatever it is, this idea that 
Ukrainian military now does have the intelligence, the best intelligence officers in the world essentially working for them right now. And Russia yeah. does not. So that's yeah. kind of where we're at. I mean, it's always the easy. People always forget the easiest answer, which I love. That's why I love your answer that the nukes won't work. That's the, the best theory I've ever heard on 9-11. We just passed 9-11 is that everyone's like, well, how could this level of steel and it wouldn't burn that fast. So it must have been an inside job because the steel that they use, blah, 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 blah. And the best idea I've ever heard, the best theory was somebody was like, oh, yeah, my great grandfather, whatever built or my grandfather built that building. They didn't use spec. They were using like knockoff version of all that steel. So it was none of the same materials. They were getting paid off. The mob built it. They were using payoffs one way or the other. So you're saying Osama bin Laden knew that. Is that what you're no. no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> that all the basis we're building this theory off of, it's the wrong base. Uh, because the wrong, uh, okay. They weren't building. We know how government funded operations work. We've lived in China. We get it. <laughs> Yeah, um, you just basically you need to get rid of this idea because uh, when you're a child you think like oh the grown-ups are running this i don't have to worry about it and you just need to get rid of this idea right and it's the same thing with the russian military you think like oh putin is a serious guy he would never lie to you like it can't be this bad but then you all you keep throwing these ideas away you know and then you have to like uh, I mean, it's crazy, but, but it's the same thing that they're doing with the uh, civilians. Uh, some of the things that you read that the Russian soldiers are doing to civilians, you cannot believe it because you're like, oh, no way. Russians are not like that. You know, they're not evil. But then you have to, again, throw those ideas away as well and be like, no, no, no. People can be evil. It's just as bad as it all sounds. Yeah. Like, and that's the whole point of the 21st century, you know? So we haven't addressed this, but the, there was a huge, huge problem. And now we have to address it, right? Russia was this, uh, I'm going back to that rotten corpse uh, metaphor, right? It's yeah. just Soviet Union. Uh, it was supposed to be some kind of resurrection, you know? But it was not a resurrection. It was just a long funeral, right? Yeah. And it's for for years this corpse is just still there and we need to do something about it you know it, it didn't turn out to be this i mean it's uh, a country that's had no good leadership for so yeah, for over yeah. nothing uh, rose from the ashes and we, 20 years now so exactly yeah. and now we need to burn it down so that something healthy can rise from it yeah so people are not uh bitter you know the Ru russian I mean, Russian people, right? Uh, the, the Russian nation, if you can say that, I, I feel like they've built this whole image that, oh, uh, the, the West, we're persecuted by the West. The, the West is always picking on us. And we're this great mother Russia. We're going to get up. But no, 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 no. It's too late. No, no. First of all, the West never cared about Russia. True. Right? I mean, this whole It's not the 80s that's... anymore. We don't think about Russia on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Don't flatter I, yourself. Exactly. I went to school in, in the states in the early 2000s. Nobody spoke about Russia. Like nobody yeah, cared about. It doesn't Russia. Come well, now we're talking about them. It, now the, so they've accomplished something. Is what you're saying? Well, you're, Misha, you bring up a good point because Putin said this morning that uh, this is all America and the West are trying to control our country. This war is all about them trying to control our country. He said that America started this war. I actually had, and I need to ask this again. I ask you every episode, but for some reason it comes up right before we do our episodes. A Canadian comedian asked me two days ago. He said, oh, I know you speak to Ukrainians a lot on your podcast. Um, what do they think? Do they think America started the war or do they think Russia oh started God. the war? This is two days ago. I'm like, dude, no one did says he, that America. Did he say the missiles were in Mexico? What would we do? Did he say that to you? No, it wasn't that one. But it was it's just a Canadian guy who was genuinely asking. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's a guy who doesn't pay attention to the news that much. And he does a lot of shows in Brooklyn. And he just asked, like, quite genuinely. So do on the record, Misha. On the record, Start Misha. The did America do people think America started this war? No, 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 no. Okay. Russia started this war. I mean. Ukrainians in Ukraine, uh, they're pretty much uniform uh, in, in that regard. I mean, because okay. I thought I saw yesterday in the news that, that Russia is going to hold uh, referendums, elections in four of their occupied territories. No way. So, really? I, so I'm sure your, your Canadian yeah. comedian is just going to say it's just like Iraq. They're bringing democracy to these people <laughs> and they're letting them. 
I'm Wait, sure they're really? all going to vote 97. Yeah, it's it's completely illegal in a war to hold, make people have a elect. They're going to basically, well, I'm sure it'll be like 97% will all vote for the Russian whatever. Uh, yeah. That's how the, the those two uh, new countries appear, the DNR <laughs> and LNR. That's how they... Uh, that's what they uh, they did this in uh, 2014. They had the referendum, okay. and uh, that's how Crimea became a uh, Russian territory. They say the people voted for it. They say, uh, right? <laughs> if, but with a gun, with like a soldier standing at the ballot, and uh... so yeah. and it, wow. So they're they're gonna try to do that again. It's not gonna work. I mean, it's obviously not gonna work. People are paying more. The attention world's now. woken up. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll Thanks see what us, happens. Mainly. because I mean, uh, Ukraine is actively trying to sabotage it and so well that's my uh, question so now that ukraine's taken back part of the territory what's the next step have they do they say what the next step is or is the ukrainian government being secretive because they don't want the russian people knowing the russian military knowing the next uh, step yeah yeah i think we need to kind of wait and then um because i uh, there's a, a presidential advisor who does updates every night or almost every night at about 10 p.m. So I uh, check up. Uh, but that's kind of how he says, like he's kind of careful. Uh, yeah. the, the main uh, message is that the counter offensive activities are going on. Uh, but you just kind of have to see how it goes because uh, they're kind of feeling it. Right. And if it starts breaking, they keep going. Right. And if it's not breaking, they kind of post and uh, try to hold on to the territory that uh, they've captured. And so which area is going to go, we don't really know yet. And there's no there's no reason to speculate. Right. But also, of course, these new changes, uh, how are they uh, impacting this? I mean, the fact that it's going to be three hundred thousand more uh, Russian soldiers. I mean, uh, as far as I understand, Ukraine is not phased. It's just bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. Bring on the 64-year-old, beer-gutted, vodka-gutted. Exactly. A 65-year-old. Yeah, Yeah. just give us more weapons. And I think, uh, yeah, after this war, Ukrainian army is going to be, uh, you know, just an army of experts who's going to then teach armies of all all, uh, other nations. That's why I want to kind of get in on that, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of... Yeah, just be on the ground floor because they're investing your education. Uh, you get uh, you get to meet amazing people, right? It, it and would I've be an amazing end to all this if it's like General Misha Kalin from the Belarusian <laughs> Army. Hey, this is a movie. Five and star you know general. And then our next time we have him on, he's he's got the haircut. He's just in. He's going to be in his gear next time. He's halfway he's home. Yeah. <laughs> he'll well, be in his gear he'll have like salute. medals we'll we'll be, he'll be like in a real bunker he'll be like in a hideout somewhere we'll he'll be, be talking to him commander we can do daily military reports at that yeah. point we'll make we'll it a daily podcast yeah, you, that'll it. be your podcast daily that'll military. be the new life from the bunker we'll just be live from Misha's bunker <laughs> hey I have been uh, kind of uh, trying to get in shape and everything so yeah and I'm really in shape. Trying to mentally prepare for it, and honestly, I'm kind of. I've already made. Uh, you know, honestly, I've made steps already. So uh, there's one final step that I haven't taken. I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about it too. Honestly, <laughs> what is? Is it a rope? You have to climb a rope. <laughs> Can you no, squint? No. You have to learn how to squint because I can't do that. So. You know, for that, I'm, I'm just thinking out. of stripes. All the things they did. <laughs> I just need to hit apply on the internet. Oh, the button. No, what's the button? Usually, I was going to say my dad is, I'm good at getting people out of the army. My dad could say, yeah, flat feet if you don't want to do it. I don't know how to tell people to get in the army. Getting people in. Misha, you got to say, my feet are really curvy. I have to go and say, like, my feet are so curvy. I'll be perfect. Exactly. Huge arches. No, it's just totally an administrative step. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, it's a mental hurdle. You mean like, a, well, but for me, it is a mental hurdle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got fam- you have, you have a son, you have family. Hey, and that's the no, no, no. The son made it uh, essentially impossible for me to do anything else because I go like uh, he goes, uh, he's fifteen now, right? So we basically talk like we're friends. It's yeah, I'll be honest with you. 
So he goes, hey, how's it going? Oh, and he just uh, entered a, a school in Poland. So, and that's that's great because we, we weren't sure if he's going to get into the school that he uh, that he got into, but he got into it and we're happy. So I'm great. saying congrats. He, he goes, how are you doing? And I go like, listen, I've made a decision. I'm either going to leave the country or join the regiment. He goes, I joined the regiment and I go, oh, yeah, 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 me too. Oh, yeah. So you don't want to look like a. Yeah, you impress your son. Yeah. And then you know, he, would you go to Poland if you did? If well, you, exactly. You the and now the idea of me, I mean, I miss him, but then I feel like I'm just going to go there and he's in school. He's 15. He's got his thing going on. What am I going to do? And honestly, listen, I've already found several like uh, positions in Poland. They're more than happy to bring people in. Oh, wow. But listen, it's. We've done this. No, no, but we've done this in China. It's just going to be like one of those cushy uh, SIP type of jobs, you know, <laughs> just like you're going to go in the office, going to have your little calls. You're going to yeah, blah, blah, blah. Great. What's wrong with that? Yeah. What's wrong with that? That's, a... That's no, not Misha. No. Misha needs action. Yeah, Misha, Misha, I am impressed. You are a real man. Misha, <laughs> I don't want that cushy just job. Send me out in the field. Dude, kill Russian. <laughs> I wish you were here with me because uh, when you're in this uh, war situation, you're like, I never want to work, man, because nothing makes sense. I I'm telling you the the whole dollar thing. I mean, imagine uh, dollar is, uh, right now is 42 hryvnia, right? Yep. A year ago, when I just got to uh, Ukraine, it was about 25. So think wow. about hey. it. You take a thousand dollars that used to be 25,000 uh, hryvnia. Now it's 42. It's yeah. double, baby. That's oh. amazing. So that's good. Yeah. No, so it's, it's good for people who are getting paid in dollars. Yeah, it's yeah, good for okay. getting paid in dollars. Yeah, yeah. You get paid by an American. Yeah, yeah. You live like but, a king. I've been working in IT all my life, and that's the uh, that's why IT people are considered the uh, elite here because they get paid in dollars. That's mm. all it means, dude. So you're killing it. And that, <laughs> so the yeah the IT business is back and boom is because it, it got disrupted for a bit, didn't it? Because of the well, early oh, parts no. of the war. I mean, IT never gets disrupted. No. Just, I want to a couple of last questions. Um, how do people because my mom asked me this every time I see her. She wants to know how does she donate money, but she wants her money to go to killing Russian soldiers specifically. Right. Just, <laughs> yeah. she's, that's been her belief ever since the 80s when she donated to the Taliban. Yeah, she damn well, donated to the Taliban in the 80s. <laughs> they were fighting the Russians because they said they were and, killing Russians. And now anyone who's killing Russians, she wants to know how to get in. She asked me this last week when I was in California doing shows. She said, have you talked to me? She recently I said, no, but we're having him next week. She got to ask him where I can donate to killing Russians. Dude, no, not only that, we should actually buy uh, a bomb and have her name on it. Oh, yeah. like you buy a brick at like uh, when yeah. they're building a new gym at your high school. But this yeah. is buying a bomb. It's like the opposite to knock yeah. down a gym. Can we a get a? Uh, can we advertise on the Belarusian unit? Uh, you got yours, the fatigues. We'll sponsor you. Oh, we'll like on your jersey, like a NASCAR <laughs> driver. Yeah, maybe that could be I a Patreon know, level too. For I know they have a gift shop, <laughs> so we can uh, we can have a little collab. Yeah. So this. Let's collab. I'm going to be the spokesman or whatever. You join, come yeah. with some creativity. Yeah. yeah. But do you know any actual real charities that in the meantime? <laughs> What's a charity just to help Ukrainians? That works too. Well, there's, uh, I know all the ones I know are real peaceful ones, but the, I really want to find the one that actually write your name on a bomb. And okay. What about this? Because I, I guess I, I'm telling you for sure this will get the most action. How do people give money to you? Specifically, yes. People always ask my, us bank account. My my ex-wife's PayPal. I'm gonna give you my ex-wife. Uh, okay. Uh, you you've met her. You know she's the only person I trust in this world. You know. So just uh, will you PayPal. say it on here? Do you want to say it right now? Uh, uh yeah. Can I just type it in? Uh, the type it in there? and then I'll say it. Or you do you not want me saying oh, it on the uh, air? It's just an email address, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, actually. I would need uh, some time to like find it and everything. Can you just uh, like leave it somewhere under the thing? Yeah, we'll, we'll do everybody listening. Air. We'll put it in the comment in the show description for this episode. Yeah. And then if you're listening to this right now, email us uh, lost in America pod at gmail.com and we'll send it to you directly if you want to get it. There you go. How about that? Good plan. Sounds good. Yeah. Cause people always ask, how can they get money to Misha? Cause it, I mean, you got to get money somehow, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, 
We've got a very yeah. rich audience. We do. Yeah. Honestly, I uh, when you when you asked me in the beginning, remember, I would always say like, no, 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 uh, I'm not spending um, and, and everything, but everything has changed. Like you have to pay rent and of things, course. Well, Misha, uh, you did. Normally have to pay for stuff. Cap, I don't know if you know this, but Misha did our our stand up show, our our online virtual stand up show, and one of the audience members, I think it was a hundred dollars, right? He gave us a hundred dollars, uh, but he said, "This isn't for you; it's for Misha, or maybe even wow. more." It was a lot of money. Yeah, no, no. Overall, I got almost two hundred or something like that. Yes, yeah, so maybe it was two hundred bucks. Like other people were like, "Just give this money to Misha." We don't. We, not for you and Aaron supporting you Brooklyn so we'll definitely have more through this uh thank you Misha I think that's it unless we missed anything um happy that you're doing well that you're safe and uh and keep us updated man on the on the joining the military it's a yeah Joe we're definitely gonna guys we're we're gonna have to check in if you do that or what a life and Kaplan is actually you're a Belarusian by uh right isn't your ancestry oh yeah I could join I am Belarusian Cap you should join yeah I could join as well so, yeah, your kids right. spend their all their time at camp anyway. You barely see them. So I'll see. I'll be in the in the summer months. I know I can't fight in the winter. I'm not. A, oh, okay. I'm not a winter He's soldier. A summer soldier. Cold. I'm soft. When <laughs> summers I'm, I'm, in Ukraine, if it's still going, and I can't squint, so I got to work on that. As I said, but uh, I'll uh, I can make lunches. Aim. I'll pack the lunches. Well, shotguns and, uh, only. Those blast out, so you don't really need to see too <laughs> just, well. Or I guess the way this war is going, I guess no one's aiming. Tell like, them shotguns was... only. <laughs> all right, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Misha, thanks for doing it. Kaplan, that's all. What should we do? Uh, This has been great. I've gotten smarter. Now it's time to get lost. Get lost, everybody. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 